Hi everyone, today is December 31st, 2021. Happy New Year's Eve. This is the Dual Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Dual Links. My name is Green Ranger. This week, we have a new box. We have Fantastic Arc. that came out today, actually, in the morning. So it's been out for the uh, last 12 hours or so, 11 hours. I'm going to talk about the URs and SRs from that box. It looks like a pretty good box, actually. There's some skill changes to discuss. There's two new trains from Anna Kaboom. And there's also Zach Atlas's new skill from the Land of Nazca, part new addition to Duelist Chronicles 5Ds. So, this is the 246th episode of this podcast. You can find all these episodes... Um, on the dualassessment.wordpress.com. All the regular episodes come through your streams, your feeds, and you can also listen to this on Roku, on podcast-tv. So, in sum, I'm going to change up, all of a sudden, uh, like in this 246 episode, I'm going to change up the first section of this week in Dual World. That's officially going to change uh, into what I did this week. I've actually been um, listening to other podcasts, getting uh, into this podcast plotty time, and that it's really informal what they do. And given the inclusion, future inclusion of Master Duels, I think it, it's great to open that up. And even um, my interests besides Hugo, just to make it not exclusive. So my week, I'll tell you what I did this week. So. I barely played any Duel Links. Last week I already got into the Legend 1 rank, so I pretty much achieved what I needed to do for my ranked Duels. I'm pretty much done with Annika Boom. I just need one more card. And um, I think I did what I needed to do for the Duelist Chronicles 5Ds. Uh, you have to do that part with the... Um, you have to use those Infinity pieces to grind out some of the... Emperors of Iliaster in Secession so that you can acquire Jack Atlas's skill and also some other gems and things like that. But what I've really done this whole week, I've, I've sunk a lot of time into Cyberpunk 2077. This game um, is known for being a failure. It's been out for a year and a lot of bugs of the game or whatever. And people are super hyped into this game. So I went into it fresh without without that mindset of it being a failure. And I've 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 enjoyed it a ton. Um I'm someone who has read a lot of cyberpunk stuff, so it really the game itself isn't anything amazing, but it's more like archetypal fiction in a game. So the game itself whatever, but the elements, it's all about the story. I think that's really what the appeal is. So I've enjoyed it a lot. I, I've gotten to a point where I'm like glitched up. Um, and it's kind of annoying on the eyes. So I'm trying to get through that part. But yeah, like uh sunk myself into Cyberpunk. This week in esports, let's talk about some tournament decks. There's the Arabic World Championship Season 1. 
talk about this. First place, Mako Tsunami, Dragon Knight's Path, Gaia. It's your basic Gaia deck. Um, one Soldier Gaia, the Fierce Knight. One Dark Flare Dragon. Three Gaia, the Magical Knight. Three Curse of Dragonfire. That's it. Two MST, two Galloping Gaia. Two Dragon's Mirror. Two Chalice. Two Gateway to Chaos. One Econ, one Treacherous Drop Hole. I guess playing two of the field spells is useful because... If you pretty much wipe off one of the field spells, it's it for the deck. So I found out it's important to have two Galloping Guys. Dragon's Mirror is pretty good extender in case they use, you know, Treacherous Trap Hole or they wipe out your your guys on the board. You have an extra extender to get into your fusion place. Second place, Musa Territory of the Sharks Water XZs. Core of this deck is pretty stable at this point. Three... Deep Sea Diva, 2 Buzzsaw Shark, 2 Silent Angler, 1 Marksman, 2 Heavy Infantry, 1 Attack Squad. And then the rest of the deck is just whatever, MST's Book of Moons, and then some other stuff. 2 MST, 2 Book of Moon, Cosmic Cyclone, Forbidden Chalice, Fiendish Chain, 2 Treacherous Trap Hole. Up 4, Kira, Destiny, Draw, Yosenju. This is a bit of a, a budget deck, it's, it's extra stally too. 2 copies of Temperance. Um, two Kite Roids, Drowning Mirror Force, only one Yosenju Sword Sting, and that's because there's reduced consistency of monsters. There's two comma one, two comma two, two comma three, three Isna, and one OEM. So there's fewer Yosenju monsters than you typically see. Two Fire Formation Tanky, that's why I think it's a little bit of a budget deck. Up four Yami Set Delta Excel. TGs. This is, you know, a classic um, deck you've seen a million times. Three Screw Serpent, two Warwolf, three Booster Raptor, two Miscellaneous Source, two Raiden, one Fossil Dig, two Charge of Light Brigade, one Phoenix Chain, three Paleozoic Canadian, three Survival Zen, Powerful Rebirth, three Paleozoic Morella. Go on to Duelings Meta Weekly 208. First place, Gym Leader Brawl, Destiny Draw, Magnet Warrior. First of two Magnet Warriors in the top four this week. And you can, there's no really right or way wrong to build Magnet Warriors, but um, this deck is 26 cards. Only one copy of Magnetic Field, which is interesting. Usually they run more of that field spell, but doesn't really rely on that. Three copies of Powerful Rebirth, and that's an interesting card because it helps... The Magnet Warriors get into a level 4 situation with some rank 4 XEs rather than the traditional level 3 they have. Second place side draw since Dark Shiranui. Shiranui in its rawest form. This deck's been nerfed a million times. No Shiranui Squires, no Sun Saga, no Squire Saga. Just this stuff. 1 Gozuki, 2 Solitaire, 3 Samurai Skull, 2 Spectral Sword. 3 Book of Moon, 2 Ballista Squad, 2 Phoenix Chain, 3 Canadia, 2 Bad Aims. Justin Stark, of course, is for Samurai Skull. And, yeah. Solitaire and Spectral Sword, 2 copies each is all you need. Up 4, Architect, Destiny, Draw, Magnet Warriors. Um, de- Another different deck. Interesting thing about this deck, Shin Zeng Hu. 2 copies of Shin Zeng Hu. This is one of the oldest back row cards. It's it's almost five years old. That's how old this card is. It's been in the game since the beginning. 
And then you also run Oasis of Dragon Souls with the powerful rebirth. Um, two copies of Super Team Buddy Force United is pretty common in this deck as well. A 4-7 will territory the Sharks Water XCs. Basic build as discussed before. Three copies of MST and three Book of Moon uh, makes it seem a little more expensive. So yeah, that culminates into the Duel Links meta power rankings. This week, not many changes except one that I expected all the way. Tier 1, we have Harpies at 16.0. Um, I think this is pre, um, pre-nerf. We're starting to see fall, uh, fewer Harpies in general, and we're going to probably see this number go down a bit and see Harpies slide out of Tier 1 within the week. Tier 2, we have Water XZs up at 11.7, Melodious down a little bit in representation at 9.6, and Abyss Actors. This is a deck that um, is definitely in the Tier 2 range at 7.8. Tier 3, just a whole mess of decks. Magnet Warriors, um, they showed up this week, 5.7. Cyber Dragons, 4.7. TG's Stable at 4.7. Gaia's at 4.5. Destiny Heroes at 4.2, Noble Knights at 4.1, Thunder Dragons have fallen off for the week. So this week they made an addition to the Duelist Chronicles 5Ds, the Three Emperors of Iliaster. There's this whole Jack Atlas subplot where Jack Atlas has to come of age. Uh, we have Yusei who got the Excel Synchro from Bruno and Antimony. And Jack Atlas has nothing, so he went on this whole side journey to fight the Crimson King's servant. His new skill called Burning Soul, which is similar to Excel Synchro. It's very similar. So the Burning Soul, which you have to do after four victories against using the Infinity Pieces. This is... Jack Atlas skill can be used if you control one Dark Dragon Synchro monster with 3,000 or more attack. Return one card from your hand to deck and play one level 4 lore tuner monster from your graveyard in defense but negate its effects. If the monster you control is Red Dragon Archfiend, you can select up to two monsters to play when using this skill. Monsters played with this skill cannot be attributed and during the turn you use the skill, you cannot normal or special summon monsters except for synchros. This skill can be used if you begin a duel with a deck that contains no tuners other than resonators. The skill can be used once per duel. We see that this skill is similar to Demon's Resonance, which we've seen a ton. And Demon's Resonance is more useful for setting up the red Rising Dragon play to get to Red Dragon Archfiend. So that one you return a Resonator to the deck to get another card. Let's look up the words exactly. I get it right. And be used by returning one Resonator monster from your hand to deck. Add a level 4 lower monster from your deck to your hand. That's usually the uh, Wandering King Wildwind. So, and that one you multi- you do a, a few times, twice per duel, right? 
this skill is only once per duel. And Burning Soul helps in getting the level 10 and 12 Synchro Summons. So it's like Red Dragon Archfiend plus another card plus another card to get into the uh, Red Nova Dragon. The deck building requirements are less strict with Burning Soul as well. So Burning Soul just requires that the, the monsters that are tuners be resonators. Whereas the... Um, Demon's Resonance requires 8 Resonator cards in the deck and needs Dragons and Fiends and your extra deck has to have Red Dragon Arch Fiend and Red Nova Dragon and has to have Dark Dragons or Fiend types. So, really, Burning Soul lets you have a more... has have a deck with better general cards, better back row, um... Your extra deck can have other types of monsters, so there's definitely advantages to Burning Soul, but it's about the um, the consistency. Demon's Resonance is more of a consistency skill, and one that will have safer plays, if if that makes any sense. Burning Soul is definitely going to have some King of Games in it. Like It's, it's definitely a good skill, and um, I'm not sure if it'll take that many wins away from Demon's Residence, but I'm sure it's, it's like a fine skill. But I guess we just need more like weapons in the deck to um, like more weapons in the extra deck and more general back row that will give Burning Soul a clear advantage over Demon's Residence. But the way that Demon's Residence works right now is pretty good as is so I don't really see a, a reason to deviate from it unless you lack all of the cards or whatever so yeah I think this is definitely a good dual skill to have but I'm not sure if it's gonna usurp Demon's Resonance in the Red Dragon Archfiend uh, playing this week we also have the first appearance of Annika Boom in Zexel World She's going to be a legendary character down the line, someone we can get. And this is introducing the train archetype. I'm not sure if it has a more fancy name than that, but they're trains. And we get two cards here, two new cards from the train archetype. And her her um, character plays some really strong cards. It makes you wonder which ones we'll actually get in Duel Links. But right now we're starting off with two... Uh, mediocre cards. First one's called Express Train Trolley Ollie. Earth level 4 machine, 1800-1000. An Xyz monster that was summoned using this card on the field. As Xyz material gains this effect, if it's Xyz summoned, it gains 800 attack. So, this is basically like Psychic Tracker without the ability to special summon. So, the monster that just gets special summoned gains 800 attack. That's it. This is just for the rank 4. Um, I think she has some train card that becomes 3,000 attack as a result of it. So that's really what it's for. Not that impressive. Um, I mean, it is a free 800 attack buff. And we don't really have cards that really buff Xyz cards. Um, 
yeah, it's just here. There's train synergy. Um, yeah. No, no, I just noticed something. The express train has the word train in it, but then the line-hearted locomotive does not. So it makes me wonder how synergistic this train archetype is. Line-hearted lo locomotive, earth level 4, machine 2400, 2100. When this card declares an attack, its attack becomes half its original attack until the end of the damage step. So this has a lot of attack uh, for a level 4. You can just kind of stand around on the board. That's kind of what these cards did back in the day. I forgot what card it was, but it's like Panther Warrior or Zambira of the Dark. They just stood around. But that, that doesn't have any, have any use anymore. It only hits for 1,200. It doesn't really do anything for making XZ's plays faster or anything like that. It doesn't modulate levels. So this is a pretty bad card. Um, and not much to say about this card. Um, I don't think it would even make the cut if trains have like a full-fledged archetype because it's all about the all about the extra deck play. So this deck, this card does not contribute to that. When it hits, it hits for twelve hundred. Not not much more um, to say about it besides that. Those are two new cards we get from Annika. Boom! They're not amazing at all, um, but we will get her someday. Hopefully they don't use these same cards as the rewards, because that would kind of suck. Like, like, what was the point of this event if that was the case? But uh, we'll probably get something different. And I'm, I'm excited to see what we get from there. There's cards with, like, ridiculous attack points. There's, like, a 5,000 attack card. It's just, like, a regular card that's 5,000 attack. I'm definitely interested to see what we get from her down the line. Alright, so... In Rest of this episode is discussing the URs and SRs from the new box, Fantastic Arc. And my impressions of this box is it's pretty good. I kind of wish I did not waste my gems on uh, the previous mini box, but I did. And I have like an incomplete set of Abyss actors to pay for it. This box introduces some new archetypes, notably uh, Yang Zing. We have more Burning Abyss cards, some Steel Swarm stuff, Odd Eyes stuff, Buster Blader stuff, a lot of stuff. Get to the URs and SRs. And of course, this being a main box, the URs are one ofs and the SRs are two ofs. First card, Odd Eyes Arc Pendulum Dragon. This is a dark level 7, uh, 2700 attack 2000, Dragon Pendulum Normal, Pendulum Scale of 8. If an Odd Eyes card you control is destroyed by a battle or card effect, you can special summon one Odd Eyes monster from your hand, deck, or graveyard. Use this effect once per turn. So this card's interesting. It's just a normal monster, so there's nothing really amazing about that but you know just like blue eyes or dark magician are normal monsters this is the same thing and it's got all the synergy odd eye synergy pendulum synergy the dragon and the ability the pendulum effect if an odd eyes card is destroyed by battle or card effect you can special summon odd eyes from a hand deck or graveyard you can trigger that with the field spell sky iris which we've seen in certain packages um, with the Odd Eyes Pendulum Dragon. 
or Adai's advanced dragon, different things like that. So you can just destroy that, and then um, you get two cards. Because Sky Iris will tutor you one card, and then this card will let you summon the other one. So you pretty much get two cards from that ability. So it's a pretty strong ability. Pendulum scale of 8, and accommodates all of these Odd Eyes cards being level 7, so it's pretty good. And Odd Eyes Fusion is in this box as well, so really this is just here for the synergy. Works well with everything, and probably we'll see it down the line in a combo with Sky Iris as some kind of package. Next card's Dante, Traveler of the Burning Abyss. This is a rank 3 XDs Light Warrior. Two level 3 monsters, 1,000 attack, 2,500 defense. Once per turn, you can detach one XD's material from this card, choose a number from 1 to 3, then send that many cards from your deck to your graveyard until the end of this turn. This card gains 500 attack for each card sent to the graveyard this way. If this card attacks, it's changed to defense at the end of the battle phase. If this is sent to the graveyard, you can target one Burning Abyss in your graveyard, except for this one added to your hand. So Burning Abyss cards are all level 3 cards, so they work with this. And they get milled, so that's really what it is. So this guy mills 1 to 3, gains 500 attack for each mill. And this card has a lot of abilities that are not Burning Abyss related. Like, except for the recycle. Like, if this is sent to the graveyard, you can target a Burning Abyss. But otherwise, this is just a generic mill card. And he can attack multiple times, so you could pretty much OTK your opponent with that turn, right? Oh, no, wait. He only gets one attack. Sorry. He gets one attack for, like, 2,500. So, that's what it is. He has light attribute, though, so there could be some chaos plays with him. But he doesn't fit with Thunder Dragon, so they don't have any level 3s for the rank 3. And, um, yeah. So, it's just the Burning Abyss thing. Milling cards for effects. Probably, I'm not sure if he'll see play in regular, like, rank 3 things, but if you need to mill, he's there for that. Ashia, Brightness of the Yang Zing. This is Light Synchro, level 8, Worm Synchro. One tuner, one or more non-tuner worms, 2300, 2600. When this is Synchro Summoned, you can target cards in the field up to the number of different original attributes of worm types. Used for the Synchro Summon of this card, shuffle them into the deck. Once per turn, you can target one card you control and one level 4 or lower monster in your graveyard. Destroy that card on the field if you do special summon that other monster from the graveyard. So we're seeing a theme in this box of bouncing cards to the deck, which is probably the strongest type of removal we have. Banish, I mean graveyard isn't really that big of a deal. Banish, they could come back. Bouncing to the hand, they can get played the next turn. So bouncing to the deck is pretty much the strongest thing we have. This is a worm, so we're seeing the first time we're seeing worms, for example. Um, this Yangzing archetype is worms. And this card's also helped by Oasis of Dragon Souls, because that, that monster that comes back from that becomes a worm type. So you could maximize the number of attributes you use. Um, you could flip up to three cards back to your opponent's deck. It's pretty strong. And then as an additional removal ability, this card can also summon like a level four lower monster in the graveyard. So you could kind of get into an Excel synchro play too. So this is a pretty strong archetype. People have been wanting this archetype for quite a bit of time. 
and we're finally getting some uh, smaller version of this in Duel Links. Scar, Mallow, Branch of the Burning Abyss, Dark Fiend, 800-2000. If you control a monster that is not a Burning Abyss, destroy this card. You can only use one of these effects once per turn. If you control no spells or traps, you can special summon this from the hand. During the end phase, if this was sent to the graveyard this turn, add a level 3 Dark Fiend from your deck to your hand except for Skarm. This card looks like a stereotypical worker. 800 attack, you are. Um, it's probably a worker. And it just tutors stuff. Like, you mill it, you tutor any of the Burning Abyss monsters to your hand. And this archetype, they don't seem to work well with other monsters. So, like, you can't just use some generic tuner with them either. So, Burning Abyss, we'll see if they become a real archetype. Master Pendulum, the Draco Slayer. This is a level 4 Light Dragon, normal Pendulum. 1950, attack 0, defense. Pendulum scale of 3, Pendulum effect once. While this card is in your Pendulum Zone, target one card in the Pendulum Zone, destroy it. Not a very useful card. Um, all it is, is it could just destroy any card in the Pendulum Zone, yours or your opponent's. Doesn't seem very useful. Spiral Flame Strike, you are spell. Well, you are spell, these are all yours. Normal spell, activate one of these effects. If you control an Odd Eyes card, target one card in the field, destroy it, or... Add to your hand one level 7 Odd Eyes monster from your deck, or a level 7, a face up level 7 Odd Eyes Pendulum monster from your extra deck. So, this card's useful for a few reasons. The main reason being that it combines multiple cards in one card. So, it saves you deck space. It's removal, it's uh, resource generation too. So, like, you can tutor any Odd Eyes card from your deck. Or get a card from the extra deck for a bigger Pendulum Summon. So really, this, this card does three different things in one card. Saves you deck space. Pretty good card. Infestation Pandemic. Quick play spell. All face swarm, L swarm. All face up L swarm monsters you control are unaffected by spells or traps this turn. So this card never saw any play. Uh, we never really saw any Elseworm monsters worth playing besides Steel Swarm Roach. And you don't really want to protect the card anyway, so like it only has 1900 attack, so I don't expect this card to see any play either. Destruction Sword Memories. This is a trap card. Discard one Destruction Sword card. Special Summon Buster Blader from your deck. You can banish this card from your graveyard. Fusion Summon one Buster Blader. The Dragon Destroyer Swordsman from your extra deck by banishing fusion materials listed from your graveyard. So, Buster Blader decks are pretty strong because they disrupt you, right? They turn everyone to dragons, and then the uh, Dragon Destroyer Swordsman kind of negates all effects. Now, this card, this card can be comboed with Urgent Tuning. So you could search for, um, search for this with the Buster Whelp. And then use Urgent Tuning and you get Buster Dragon and the Swordsman out. And they're pretty much screwed because Buster Dragon is like a DNA uh, DNA surgery. So there's a little combo here. It could give 
Buster Blader decks a few more wins. Bolt. Compulsory Escape Device. Trap card. Each player chooses one monster they control, then shuffles it into the deck. This could be the generic chase card that, um, it's just good back row. So you're basically playing a two for one here, which isn't great. Like, that's going to prevent this card from being amazing. But it prevents target effects. Like, each player just chooses it. They're not targeting. And they send it back to the deck, which is the best type of removal. It's not banish. It's not uh, destruction. It's not bounce to hand. It's bounce to the deck, which is the best one. And this type of effect you do see on Treacherous Trap Hole sometimes. Sometimes you have to sacrifice your own monster, so it's not the worst effect. But you're paying a 2 for 1 though, so it's not the greatest thing. 2 for 1 for the best type of removal though. It's it's decent. Move on to the SRs. Virgil, Rockstar of the Burning Abyss, level 6 light uh, spellcaster synchro. Generic requirements, 2500 attack, 1000 defense. You can only control one Virgil, Rockstar of the Burning Abyss. Once per turn, you can target one Burning Abyss card, then target one card your opponent controls or in the graveyard shuffle into the deck. If this card in the field is sent to, uh, destroyed by battle or card effect and sent to the graveyard, you can draw a card. So this is like a special Brionic. Um, you discard a card, target a card, bounce. Brionic bounces to the hand. This bounces to the deck, which is a theme I've noticed in this set. So that's the same thing, and you get to abuse the ability of the Burning Abyss card you just tossed, so it's like a double effect. And then this card's like Coral Dragon. If it's destroyed, recoup a card. So this is pretty much like the boss monster of Burning Abyss. It might be good enough for like... It's not going to be good enough as a regular generic 6 synchro, because it has to use Burning Abyss abilities. Buster Dragon, level 8, Dark Dragon... Synchro, 1200 attack, 2800 defense. Generic requirements. All monsters your opponent controls become dragons. Once per turn, if you do not control a Buster Blader monster, you can target a Buster Blader in your graveyard special summon it. Once per turn, during your opponent's turn, you can target one Buster Blader monster you control. Equip it with one destruction sword from your graveyard a quick effect. This card... Like I said, combo's really good with the um, Destruction Swordsman. And it pretty much negates the usage of Buster Blader. I mean, of DNA Surgery. So it's pretty strong. You just run Urgent Tuning instead. And you just do it. So, because having this uh, Synchro Moxer of 2800 defense is a lot better than having a stable... I mean, it's not stable. Stationary, continuous trap card that could just get removed by... MST. So having a Buster Dragon is stronger. Pretty much like a win condition. Buster Dragon with the Destruction Swordsman. It's pretty much a win condition. Inoster Power, the Mighty Draco Slayer. This is a level 8 Water Dragon Fusion of a Draco Slayer Pendulum Monster and any Pendulum Monster. 20, 2000 Attack, 2950 Defense. Must be special summoned with a Contact Fusion. Pendulum monster cards in your monster zones and pendulum zones cannot be destroyed by battle or opponent card effect. Once per turn, you can special summon a Draco Slayer pendulum monster from your hand or graveyard. They can't be used as fusion material. That's what that 1950 uh, guy was for. You could contact fuse with any pendulum monster. So this is like a little package. You could just include that guy 
this guy, like any pendulum monster, and then they're protected from battle or card effect destruction. Not from bounce, not from banish, which you see a ton of in this set. Uh, and then you could you could special summon that guy, the um, uh, nineteen fifty guy from the graveyard, I guess. So yeah, this is something um, I don't see this being too useful. It is it is protective though, but like there's so many like bounce effects going on. I don't know if it'll be that useful. Evil Swarm Nightmare. This is another chase card, I think. Dark, rank 4 XZs, Fiend, 2 level 4 Dark Monsters, 950 attack, 1950 defense. When your opponent special summons a monster, you can detach an XZ's material, change that special monster to face down defense. This card pretty much just packs 2 copies of Paleozoic Canadia. So this is like a generic rank 4 useful guy. It's kind of like Abyss Dweller or Steel Swarm Roach. Same type of card. It has a lot less attack though, 950, so it can't really stand up to a regular monster just hitting it. That's a little bit of a problem. You probably want to play in defense to, to begin the turn. But it packs two copies of, of Flip Face Down, which is a very useful ability, so I would consider this one of the chase cards. Seer, Malabranch of the Burning Abyss, Dark Level 3 Fiend, 1600, 1200. If you control a monster that's not Burning Abyss, destroy this. You can use each of these effects once per turn. If you have no spells or traps, you can special summon this. If this is sent to the graveyard, you can target a Burning Abyss in your graveyard except for Seer Special Summon it. So it's got the same abilities as the the Skarm, except um, the, the mill ability is you can special summon any Burning Abyss from the graveyard. So this is pretty fast, and it helps you get off a rank 3 Xyz play. Yao 2, Darkness of the Yang Zing, Dark Level 2, Worm Tuner, 2000, Defense 0, and Attack. When this card is destroyed by Battle or Card Effect and sent to the graveyard, you can special summon a Yang Zing monster from your deck in Attack except for Chao 2. If you control no other monsters, you can send two Yang Zing monsters from your hand to graveyard, special summon one Yang Zing with 0 attack, one Yang Zing with 0 defense, but banish them in the end phase. You can only use one Jiao Tu effect per turn and only once that turn. So, uh, the first ability isn't amazing. We get destroyed by Battle Card Effect, especially summoning Yang Zing. Sure, it's pretty strong, but it's kind of like relying on this card to get battle destroyed. The, um, that's an immediate effect. It's not like the same as the Blue Eyes Egg, which comes out automatically. Uh, I mean, comes out for sure at the end of the turn. This this guy could get, like, banished or bounced, and there's no effect. It's like, relying on that battle or card effect is not the greatest ability. But it will activate most of the time. And then, um, this card can also special summon two cards from the deck, which is super strong. And then, it's a tuner, too, so you could set up that big play with the Bashia, so you could bounce a ton of cards to your opponent's hand. Still, it's a core card of the Yang Zing that we have in Duel Links. The next two cards, Mythic Water Dragon and Mythic Tree Dragon, we uh, got already from like a selection box, but they basically do the same thing where they set up a rank 8 Xyz play. Mythic Water Dragon is level 8, and then you can special summon the Mythic Tree to become the same level to become rank 8 Xyz. That's really all there is to it to those two cards. 
Pendulum Call, normal spell. Discard one card, add two Magician Pendulum monsters with different names from your deck to your hand. Also, to the end of your opponent's next turn after this card resolves, Magician cards in your Pendulum Zones cannot be destroyed by card effects. You can only activate one Pendulum Call per turn. You cannot activate this card. If you activate it in Magician Monsters, Pendulum Effect this turn. This works with the two guys in the cover art. It's the, um, I forgot these guys' names, but... There are the two cards we got for free in the beginning of uh, Arc 5. When we got Arc 5, we got this uh, two guys. One's like scale of 1 and one's scale of 8 or something. And uh, yeah, it's kind of embarrassing. I forgot their names. But um, <laughs> this pretty much prevents them from getting destroyed and you can't interfere with their plays. You can make a little package with these guys. One pendulum, like... A few pendulum calls in these guys, and then use them as your scales. Odd Eyes Fusion Spell Card Fusion Summon one Dragon Fusion Monster from your extra deck using monsters from your hand or field as fusion. If your opponent controls two or more monsters, then you control none. You can also use up to two Odd Eyes Monsters in your extra deck as fusion materials. That's what the difference is between this card and um, Dragon's Mirror. Dragon's Mirror can use the graveyard. This can help you use your Odd Eyes cards as extra extra deck materials as fusion. So that's pretty handy. You have, no, you have nothing left. And uh, you could just do that. So this helps you fuse with nothing, pretty much, which is pretty strong. And finally, Yang Zen Creation. This is a continuous trap. Once per turn, if a monster you control is destroyed by battle or card effect, you can special summon one Yang Zing monster from your deck. You cannot special summon monsters from the extra deck except for synchros. It's a little situational. It requires your opponent to destroy monsters. Like, you could just... This card could just do nothing, really. But, you know, it could draw to MST. That's something, I guess. But um, this relies on that battle or card effect destruction. They could just keep bouncing your stuff and then nothing will happen. So, a little situational, I think. Alright, I guess I misspoke earlier. I forgot to talk about the skill changes. So, there's still the skill changes to talk about. Dual skill rebalance. This is scheduled for January 16 to 19. Really, the summary of these uh, dual skill rebalances is six skills that are just mildly changed, six not that important skills, and two very important ones. First one's Red Eyes Roulette. They say... Uh, we're strengthening the next four skills. Red Eyes Roulette. Choose one of the following monsters that add to your deck. So it's like um, Red Eyes Archfiend of Lightning, Summon Skull, Meteor Dragon, Red Eyes Impact, Meteor Dragon, Gear Freed the Red Eyes Iron Knight, and Gear Freed the Iron Knight. And then you can add one random, eyes, uh, random Red Eyes card from your hand to deck and return one card. So you get two cards for the price of one. And the difference here is have to have 10 or more red eyes cards and at least five red eyes monsters oh sorry I'm, i misspoke previously there was a turn requirement so that was like f turn four and onwards so now it's like no turn requirement you can immediately get your red eyes roulette card um yeah so basically you get to pick one of six monsters for free get a card trade a card so you get one of these three cards um yeah, I think none of those cards are still, like, impactful enough to make it uh, a meta skill. Like, 
something like uh, Red Eyes Fusion, being able to tutor Red Eyes Fusion would be pretty strong. So just getting a monster isn't enough, in my opinion. Master of Rights Super Soldier. Um, really, the difference here is that the deck requirement is less stringent. So previously, it was nine cards, and at least six of them had to be BLS Ritual Monsters or had BLS in the text. Now it's six cards and four. It's a very confusing card text. So it's like six cards, four different types of cards that have ritual monsters or have BLS in the text. So anyhow, um, I think BLS still prefers the regular Master of Rights because that immediately lets you tutor your ritual spell or ritual monster at the cost of a thousand life points, which is fine. This card does all this stuff with Super Soldier Synthesis. Not as useful, I think. I think you would still prefer the regular Master of Rights. Uh, Domination of Darkness. This is an evil hero skill. You previously needed 10 or more cards in the deck that are evil heroes. Um, now it's like 5 or more evil hero monsters. And then there's also a difference where you have to use evil heroes or elemental heroes. Previously it's just heroes. So I know, I know they reduced it from 10 to 5, which is a lot less uh, evil heroes. This kind of encourages you to use like the regular Burstinatrix and stuff like that. And that's what the Dark Fusion is for, I guess. So it's not like outlandish. And you're not going to be filling your deck with amazing cards like Stratus or anything like that. But now it's like a little bit of a different change. And probably not, still not going to see any play. Ready to get defeated. Uh, very small change. This gave it a thousand attack buff to any Galaxy Eyes monsters. So now it's not just any um, Galaxy Ice XZ's monster that was special summon this turn. So this doesn't really change much unless more cards are added to the game. That Delta Excel, this card, this skill was not changed. They changed the text a little bit about what the Dragonfly does, so nothing really there. Psychic Vision, this is a skill I've never used before, but you get to see the cards in your opponent's hand, and they make it so you could see them better. So, like, <laughs> I guess... It's one of those things like someone has to have a stopwatch and see uh, how much longer they show the cards in the hand, but it's not. It's it's just got buffed a little bit. And you're if you have bad eyesight, you're blind. You can't you can't see use psychic vision anyways, right? So or color blind. All right, the two skills that actually matter: Harpy's Hunting Ground. Now it can only be used at the beginning of your main phase of your first turn. Return one card from your hand. Wait, can only be used at the beginning of the main phase of your first turn. Return one card from your hand to your deck and place one Harpy's Hunting Ground to your field zone from your deck. If you control a field spell, place it in the graveyard. So, this is not an automatic skill anymore. Previously, it was automatic. Now you can trigger it. You could um, you kind of play stuff before you play the Harpy's Hunting Ground. You, you, basically, you're losing a card... Um, and you have to include Harpy's Hunting Ground in your fields in your deck. So previously, you got this—you got the field spell for free, so no longer free. Um, you're losing card. That's really the main nerf. If you're ready, control field spell, place it in the graveyard. That's kind of useless. Like, why would you even run a field spell? Right? Like you're running mountain or something, and 
you have to toss your mountain. Yeah, so that field spell thing doesn't really make any sense. But basically, this lets you use losing card, and that's that's a big deal. I'm sure harpies could still be uh, competitive, but I'm not sure if it would be with this skill. And also the activation, it's not going to be triggering the Cyber Slash Harpy. So that's another downside. This skill will do nothing if you already have Harpy's Hunting Ground in your hands. Because you have to have it in your deck. So uh, there's a chance this skill does absolutely nothing. So um, that does hurt. Um, I guess it does help the Harpies run a bigger deck. Like, they could just run, like, a bigger deck and it doesn't matter if they have the field spell, right? So, um, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure Harpies will still be fine. They're not going to be Tier 1 anymore, but this loss of card advantage is a disadvantage. It sure is. And um, the field spell now costs the deck slot, which makes it so you could just tutor it. You don't have to run... Uh, Harpies were always a deck that just ran a lot of cards as well, so it didn't really ma- that doesn't really matter, I think. But now the minus one is a big deal. And finally, contract procrastination. Um, basically, you can only use it once per duel instead of once per turn. So, like, this was inevitable. Like, people were lamenting that Double D just got hit or whatever, and they're crying about it. But, I mean, honestly, when you see the Golden Castle of Stromberg get abused the way it was, it's not. It's not unexpected, and, you know, it's not the end of the world. Like, when they did play Golden Castle Stromberg, because you could just destroy it, sure. But it's, um, it is, it does hurt for people who invested in it, and they had a way to win games easily, but now it's not so much anymore. Look, Double D just lost their protection in the field spell, and it's not... It had nothing to do with the deck. Like, they just abused standby phase. There could be other cards coming in. It, it gets, the skill prevented other good cards. Not good cards. Like, cards that did standby phase stuff to coming into the game. So really, nerfing the skill can help more cards come into the game, if that makes any sense. I'm not really mad about this. Alright, so that is it for the podcast this week upcoming news we're getting monster reborn soon at the fifth anniversary campaign mission circuit early january the power of dimensions to clan akaba uh, just in time for the nerfs early january mid-january tag duel tournament new york card red carpet new esther card comics hero king arthur mid-january tour guide bingo of the new sr power zone mid-january supreme king Jaden added to the gate Late January, obtain new legendary duelist Yuto, Phantom Knight's Sword, and Phantom Knight's of Fragile Armor. Dueling's mission research late January and improvements to mission display late January. That is it for the podcast. Thanks for listening. Search the Duel Assessment Podcast and you'll find all this stuff there. Check out more at the podcast. The website, thedualassessment.wordpress.com. Email me with anything at thedualassessment at gmail.com. Or you can find me at Twitter at dual underscore assessment or my own account at Green Ranger CCG. That is it. That puts a wrap on 2021. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening all year and all these years. I'll see you in 2022.